Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Spectrum. I'm your host, Jason Thayer. Each week we discuss topics related to autism, Catholicism, and pop culture. And this week we continue our discussion with of The Chosen Season 3 with Episode 6, Intensity, Intense City. Okay, first of all, I got to do a rant because this is something that really bugged me about this title, about this episode. It's The episode is fine, actually. I think it might be one of the best episodes of the season, but the episode's title is a terrible choice. Um, one thing, it's a bad pun. And we don't have any other episodes that have bad pun titles. Second thing is Dallas Jenkins has been doing a great job of keeping his political beliefs out of The Chosen. Which he should because he's an evangelical Christian. And as far as I'm concerned, evangelical Christianity is not true Christianity. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Catholic and they're Protestant. I'm saying that because they're the, re- they're the reason we have to put up with Trump for four years. Um, I'm saying it, but um, now we got a title. We got an episode titled Intensity Intense City, which I'm really, really hoping... Jenkins, that you did not title it after a Ted Nugent live album. Because that's what a Facebook friend of mine told me, that Ted Nugent has an album called Intensity Intense City. And I don't understand what you conservative Christians have, why you have to revere such awful examples like Donald Trump and Ted Nugent. And I really, really hope that Jenkins isn't throwing, isn't calling this episode that so he can throw in a cheap Ted Nugent reference. Because, folks, Ted Nugent is a subpar guitarist at best. One of his best known songs, Cat Scratch Fever, really just has a riff that was stolen from a much better song, Smoke on the Water, by a much better guitarist, Richie Blackmore, who, by the way, is currently making renaissance music with his wife and still sounding good. Do we see Ted Nugent making renaissance music and sounding good? Nope. I rest my case. 
So I really, really hope that that was not what inspired the title of this episode. That being said, bad title aside, this is actually a pretty good episode. It's also the longest episode of the season and of the series so far. Um, Most of the episodes of The Chosen have come in under the hour-long mark. Some have even been short, have been just over a half hour. There have been a couple like that. But this is the longest episode so far, clocking in at about 72 minutes, according to the uh, episode lengths on the app. So, and a lot happens in this episode, so it's, it was time well spent. I didn't check my watch every time, I mean, watch to see anything, but you couldn't anyway, because this was live stream, so you couldn't find out how long it was going to be anyway. That's kind of how the app is when you're watching an episode live. They don't tell you how long it's going to be until you finish. Um, but we start off the episode with another introduction of a character one that you knew we were going to get eventually yes we're getting our true villain of the chosen i'm not talking about judas i'm going to talk about judas a little later on but no judas is not the true villain of the chosen maybe quintus is but we haven't seen him do too much evil stuff i guess by proxy he is because he's representing the roman empire Um, so I guess that could make him a villain. He's not a nice guy. I'll give him that. But no, I'm talking about Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate gets his first appearance in this episode, and we are not even at the crucifixion yet. We have a crucifixion scene, but it's not Jesus yet. We also have Pontius Pilate's wife, and for those who don't know this, the crucifixion story, this is actually a good thing to include, too, because Pontius Pilate's wife has prophetic dreams. At least she did in the story of the crucifixion in the Bible. We actually, I mean, there actually is a scene where she has a dream and that tells and she tells Pontius Pilate not to go through. She tells Pilate not to go through with the crucifixion because she had a dream about how badly things are going to wind up if he goes through with it. And um, she has one here and it's about the agony in the garden. So apparently that wasn't the only time she had a prophetic dream. And I really like the imagery that they do with with Pilate. Um, they they picked a younger. I mean, they they picked a young actor to play him. He it kind of remind, he kind of seems kind of like Joffrey in a way from Game of Thrones. So I mean, it's not the same guy who plays him, but it's just got that same youthful look that Joffrey had. So I can kind of see what they're going for there. Um, so that's a this is an interesting choice. Um, I also like the fact that he's got a thorny crown, not a real thorny crown, but the crown looks like it's made of thorns. So that's a nice little bit of foreshadowing. Dallas Jenkins is, loves to foreshadow to the crucifixion that we're not even going to get for another four seasons. And we also have him put on a ring that has a snake on it. 
which is another reference to crucifixion. So, to the passion, we'll say, since there's crucifixion in this episode, as I mentioned, but it's not Jesus' time yet, it's some other person's time, because the Romans were doing it a lot. That was, how, that was supposed to be how they kept you in line. If you, just, if you made too many waves, they put you on the cross and they made everyone watch you die so that you get in your head, that you, that, so that they get in their head that they wouldn't do it. Also, another thing that happens in this episode that I want to talk about since I did mention Judas, um, there's hints that someone stole something from, I mean, that someone stole something and, of course, everyone is pointing fingers, not in this episode, but some of the people I know in a Facebook group are pointing fingers at Judas because they know that Judas is supposed to be a thief that says so in the Bible. Um, I want to, I mean, so this is the first time that this is happening. This is the first time that people are already starting to point fingers at Judas and he hasn't even betrayed Jesus yet. I want to remind people of something that I've been saying here. We're all Judas, okay? We've all done something that is unforgivable or if we haven't, we're going to, and we need to repent. Um, if Judas didn't do the deed, someone else would. Okay? Um, this isn't the only time, I mean, that's not the only time that he gets betrayed. Um, we haven't gotten to the body and blood thing yet. I mean, to the to where he talks about the communion, that's going to cause some division, we, we know, down the line, so... Maybe that's going to be, I mean, so uh, my point is we're all Judas, so don't be, so let's stop looking for Judas to start twirling his mustache. He's not the Joker, he's us. Okay, he's not some dude who likes to cause chaos just for the fun of causing chaos like the Joker. So, the next thing I want to talk about is Mary and Tamara. This has been a little background plot that I haven't talked about much because I didn't really think it was that important. But now it is important because it's been going on for the whole season. So apparently it's something that we're supposed to pay attention to. Um, Mary talks talks to Tamara and tells her that she, I mean, and she brings up her about how Jesus found her drunk in a, bar and and how she hasn't and now how she's on the better path and she credits that to Jesus I like that they're I mean that they're doing this sort of religion this sort of thing um showing us Mary Magdalene as more than just um Someone that's got a footnote in the Bible because she is considered the apostle to the apostles. So I feel like she should get some significance beyond what she's more well known for. Um, So we also have a scene that another scene I want to talk about in this episode is um, the scene that starts off the apostles. By the way, something I want to Pension is that this is the episode of The Chosen this season that has the least t- 
time that we spend with Jesus. This is this one has more time with the apostles than it does with Jesus. Jesus does show up, but not until the very end. Um, this is something that happened. Um, I think last season too. They didn't. They have more scenes with the apostles than with Jesus. And I like that they do that because they want us to know that this isn't just about him. It's about the other. It's about the rest of the uh, people too. So. Good on them to keep that up. Um, so we have a scene where the apostles are all sharpening their so- their knives. And um, Simon Z, we're going to call him because this is Simon the Zealot, not Simon Peter, mentions that he saw someone from his past. And actually that someone does confront him and um, asks him where his loyalties lie and why he's given up being a zealot. And I like that they, and this is something that they've been hinting was going to happen. And I, and I see that they, I liked seeing that they got this far. Um, I also like, the thing I like best about this scene is the fact that they're all sharpening their knives, getting ready to, in case they need to protect Jesus. And um, they talk about, um, the woman that had the issue of blood that they I mean that they named even though she wasn't really named in the Bible um, and both Simon Peter and um, Matthew have to defend Gaius because they saw Gaius and Peter working on the cistern and and the Jews and the Romans aren't really supposed to be getting along. And I like that even that even Matthew speaks up for Gaius. So I guess they are going to be setting up that Gaius is the good centurion that Jesus helps out. Because this is starting to me because it's really starting to work out. We see him and Peter getting along. We see now and now we see Peter and Matthew both defending him, even though he's not around just to speak for himself. So that was a good scene. I like that they're setting this up because of, I mean, and I'm really hoping that Gaius continues to be an important character even after um, the miracle that we're going to be getting that, that I'm pretty sure we're going to get. Because a lot of the people that Unless they become apostles, a lot of the people that get the um, miracles, we don't see again. I mean, we're not going to see that. I'm I'm pretty sure we're not going to see that woman with the issue of blood again. We're not going to see the Samaritan woman again. Or at least it doesn't look like it. And she did show up in the first season. Um, I'm pretty sure we're not going to see... We might see Jairus still because of his position. So that, I mean, so that might be the person, a person that we're going to continue to see, but I'm not sure if we're going to see his daughter again, because that seems to be the case with this show. That once they get a miracle, they we never see them again. Um, but I'm really hoping that Gaius sticks around because I'm also wondering if Gaius is going to be the same centurion that we see at the crucifixion too. So the next scene that happens, 
that I want me is that we get another resolution on the something else that's been hinting is that um, Eden had a miscarriage. And she finally tells Simon about it. And that's where we end. Um, I don't know why they had Eden have a miscarriage. I'm guessing that it's supposed to cause some sort of a plot point down the road. Because we never... I'm guessing maybe they're setting up um, Simon and Eden growing apart since we never, since uh, Eden is never, I mean, since Simon's wife is never mentioned in the Bible. So I guess they figure they got to find some way to drive a wedge in the whole thing. Since we only know that he has a wife and that's it. But it just seems unnecessary to me now that I think about it. That they went and did this. So for the most part, this was a pretty good episode. Bad pun title aside. And I'm really hoping that this is the last bad pun title And the last maybe Ted Nugent reference. So. I got to give you guys a little bit of a heads up. I'm going to be changing up the schedule. I'm going to talk about that when we get to the. Uh, when I get past the closing credits here. When I give you guys the preview for. Um, what's going on next week. Because we got a, me, and actually the next two weeks, because I got a little something to change up. Because there will not be an episode of The Chosen next week. And I'll explain why in our um, teaser. So that's going to be talked. So let me play you the closing theme song here. And then I'm going to talk to you about what the next episode of The Chosen is, what the next episode of The Catholic Spectrum is going to be about.
Okay, next week will not be an episode, will not be a review of episode 7 of season 3 of The Chosen because episodes 7 and 8 are being released theatrically rather than on the app. They will release them on the app, but we gotta wait. And as y'all know, I can't afford to go to the theater, so I'm gonna be waiting. So that means I gotta do some stuff to to hold you guys um, I mean to hold place, hold a place until this happens. Um, so I've got ideas for two weeks worth, and I might means, and um, I might have to do some more filler, but we'll see what happens. Um, next week we're gonna do my first interview of the year, and it's gonna be with a Facebook friend named Jewel Moment, who is in my autistic Christians group, and has an upcoming book. So um, that's going to be our... And we're also going to do a discussion. And I'm also going to give you guys my annual Best Albums of the Year um, list. This will not be a countdown. That's not how I do things because I really don't know how I would rank them. Although I think I have an idea of what album might be at my number one. And I'm not going to see you guys right now. Y'all are going to have to wait until I talk about it. So we're going to go ahead and do both because my interviews tend to be too short. So I need to have something to make the minimum length that I want to give you guys. And I think the best way to do that is to do two topics. So we're going to get the interview and we're going to get the countdown. I mean, the list, not the countdown. And um, what's after that? Well, you'll have to stick around to find out. So let's get the... uh, 
outro here, and that'll be it for the show. So you've been listening to the show, I mean, to the Catholic Spectrum, and I am Jason Thayer. If you want to find past episodes, you can find them on your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can follow me on Facebook. I'm Jason Thayer. You can follow me on um Discord, I'm known there as Radical Edward, hashtag 7592. That's Radical with a capital R, then a space, then e, then Edward with a capital E, then the hashtag 7592. You can follow me on Amino. I'm known there as Rock Lobster. Um, and my email address is RadicalEdwardJWT at gmail.com. And remember, everyone, normal is just a setting on the washing machine. We don't get to be normal. See you around.